Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, loves, and welcome to Mouth Off Radio, the weekly podcast from nastygal.com. I'm your host, Paige, and on a weekly basis, I'll be joined by friends and family of the Nasty Gal brand to discuss and dissect absolutely everything. We're going to be bringing you weekly chats on all things fashion, life and beyond, and all through the lens of feminism in true Nasty Gal spirit. We're going to be bringing in some absolute babes from all walks of life, and we're going to be inviting them to come in and mouth off with me. Now, for those of you that don't know who we are at Nastigal, we're an online fashion retailer aimed at the bold and the beautiful unapologetic female generation. So throwing it back to 2013, Nastigal was born as an eBay store selling unique killer vintage items and customised one-off pieces. And if you fast forward a few years, Nastigal grew and became this cult phenomenon brand in women's fashion, a site that I spent a lot of time and money on. Fast forward again to 2017 and Nastigal changed hands. She packed her bags and moved to the UK. Our head office is based in Manchester and for our American listeners, no, it's not near London. It's not where the Beatles are from, but we did give you Morrissey and the Oasis, so you're very welcome. Now, I have a confession. I also work for NG on the buying team, so I have all the inside gossip and the tea on all things NG. So listen up and get the news here first. So without further ado, let's get mouthy. Today, we're talking about the V word. Not that one, we're talking about veganism. It seems like you can't get away from it these days as the movement gathers more momentum. So we've got the perfect guest today to mouth off about the plant-based diet. Now, our guest isn't just here to get mouthy about veganism and all the surrounding issues. She's also here to talk about her edit. And I want to catch up with her on her recent trip out to Paris for our press day and her 4am clubbing shenanigans. So, gals, here she is, TV personality and author of Feed Me Vegan, Miss Lucy Watson. Hello, hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Are you excited to be here today? Yes, I'm excited to be the first podcast with Nasty Girl. Oh, and how are you feeling today, Lucy? Tell us, describe your, how you're feeling I'm right feeling, now. I'm feeling a bit fragile. I am feeling a bit fragile, but I'm feeling ready and I'm feeling 
Happy. Now, <laughs> would this be anything to do with our Paris press day that you've just been out to? Yes, it might have something to do with that. I literally just got back last night, so... Okay, and was there a bit of clubbing I, I saw maybe? Yes. Some 4am shenanigans <laughs> in the club? We were in Paris for one night only, so we rinsed it for all it's worth, for sure. Live your life. Yes. Living your best life. Living my best. Living my best. So you were out there for press day, but it was also in spirit of your collaboration and edit that you've just done for Nasty Gal, which hit sight. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that and describe your edit. Yeah, so um, we launched the edit a few days ago and it's a spring summer collection with all like your go to summer pieces um, a mixture of denim and some florals and lots of like basics that are really just like staple pieces it's for very spring cute. summer wardrobe. Very cute. For anyone who's not seen it, shame on you. <laughs> um, but it is very beautiful. I love the edit, the way it was shot. It looked like you had a lot of fun. Yeah, we shot in Ibiza actually and yeah, it was a super, it was probably one of the most fun shoots I've ever done. And I'm like personally just obviously biased, but like really obsessed with all the clothes. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what was your favourite piece then? Um, my favourite piece was probably, I have so many favourites. Like I say the high-waisted denim shorts are my favourite because I feel like they're, I'm going to keep them forever. Like mm-hmm. they are literally such a good fit. And I've been searching for denim shorts that don't have my bum like hanging out the bottom <laughs> for so long that are also high-waisted. Yeah. I feel like a lot of shorts that a are high-waisted are too short as well. Yeah. Um, so they're like just the perfect staple shorts. Um, but there's also so many play suits in there that I'm obsessed with as well. Excellent. So what would you say or how would you define your style? Are you quite eclectic or I find it really hard because I don't stick to one one like specific style um I would say that like I love sort of like vintage inspired pieces but then I also love like boho but I'm not like super girly boho yeah I always have like a little touch of like grunge or just like a little bit more less so feminine. you're very much the nasty gal kind of girl aren't you you've got an amazing like vintage band t-shirt on guns and roses for those (laughs) of you can't see and the cutest little skirt with some cute denim and Um, an alice band and an alice band (laughs) because those are in at the moment they are so hot right now they are selling so well for us right now yeah um so you have done your collection you've done your edit you've been out and partied with us yes what else is going on with lucy watson what is this about feed me vegan um, yeah, so there's a lot going on with me. I guess I've got, I don't know how to, where to start, but <laughs> Feed Me Vegan is, is my, my book. I've done two books now with Feed Me Vegan okay. title. Um, the second one came out at the end of last year. And I'm also, I opened a restaurant with my sister last year. No um, it's, it was our one year anniversary. I think it was like last week so that was really exciting did you do anything to celebrate or you just let it pass by we had a little party with the locals very cute um, in the area it's in parsons green um in southwest london and then we we also went down as well just to like check it out and have you know a few drinks yeah and yeah there's quite a few things going on um but those are probably the main ones i'd say that's so exciting your own restaurant so i'm assuming it's vegan all vegan yes it is what's your favorite dish or do you have a favourite dish from that restaurant? What I don't have recommend? a favourite because I, I really love everything and the, me- <laughs> the menu does change like quite regularly. Um, and I just, I, I couldn't possibly say, but the thing that 
is most talked about from our like restaurant is our chicken bites. Well, they're not chicken, but they're supposed to sort of taste and, and look like chicken and they're made out of jackfruit. Okay. I don't know if you've ever tried it. I have tried jackfruit. Have you? Yes, I have. Okay, so yeah, it's um like a jackfruit um coated in like a kind of seedy kind of thing but they mm. actually taste really like nuggets okay and the thing that everyone that comes is like oh my god they actually taste like ch- taste and look like chicken so mm. those are our most popular dish i would say so um, how long have you been vegan now so i have been vegan for just over three years now mm-hmm. three and a half years and how have you found the process um was it I a found... very quick transition or was there a few slippages i like never thought i would go vegan i was one of those people that was always just like oh my god like vegans are so extreme <laughs> <laughs> i was like i always was like i just don't understand like what like why they are so i don't know i just thought they were just over the top basically yeah. Um, and then I became vegan because I did loads of research and I was just clueless about so many things yeah. that I thought I knew everything about. And I guess I'm a little bit of a know-it-all sometimes. <laughs> so I was just like, oh my God. And I really just took a step back and like looked at my life and I was like, oh my God, this is not actually the life that I thought I was living. Like yeah. I thought I was living a life that didn't harm others. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I sort of realised that I was every day with the food I was eating, it was like an overnight process for me. I was really? like, yeah. that quick. Yeah, because I'm I'm really decisive. I was like, this okay, no, I can't <laughs> I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And literally the next day I went to the shops and just bought like all the vegan things I could find, which was really quite limited back then. Like now it's taken off and it's yeah. everywhere. And if I was becoming vegan now, I think I would be like find it a lot less stressful than I did back yeah. then. But um, it was just, like, overwhelming. And that's why I came out with the books, because I thought, at the time, I was like, it's so it's so hard to, like, figure out what to eat. Yeah. So I want to make it easier for people to do that. So that's I think, why I did the books. That's kind of one of, one of many excuses I have about <laughs> not becoming vegan. Is it? And it is, it's just the re-education, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, do you it's, know much about it? Do you... I know little bits and pieces. Yeah. I've seen a few videos yeah. that have really... What have you seen? Oh, the one about the little chickens. Oh, the, the baby And chicks. the milk one. Oh, what, the with milk the, one. the calves? Yeah. yeah. That was really quite... And to be fair, I am a soya girl now. Are I you? Really That's amazing. Try Small changes like that make exactly. such a difference. Um, And I have... I mean, I try and cut out cheese. Yeah. I mean, cheese is the hardest one for just, me as well. It's not... It's not <laughs> really just about the whole vegan thing it's just about general health as well yeah, of course but sometimes just a bit of cheese i know there's so, so many but there are so many reasons why i guess it's a good thing to do and but i get the cheese thing they say like i learned this after i gave up cheese which was honestly i had withdrawals everything <laughs> and i now know that it's it's actually as addictive they say as heroin apparently what yeah it's like it's like an addictive thing like people really? are addicted to it and do they do they know why it's addictive? Is it? Anything I don't know if there's something in there, like the chemicals or the hormones or whatever it is that's oh, inside the cheese. Interesting. That is super addictive. I know there's a lot of people who are sighing and being like, "Oh, thank God, it's an actual problem." That yeah, I have it's an cheese. actual problem. Like I used to eat it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, it's so. Which good. is so. It's gross though. It's yeah. actually gross when you think about it. Like <laughs> it's like it is like the milk of another like being. Yeah. You know that like wasn't meant for us. Yeah, I I do often think. Who was the first person who was like, you know what? Let's have some of that milk from yeah, that cow. I that know. Looks mint. I'm like that, that calf looks like it's really enjoying itself. Like mm. I'm gonna go and steal <laughs> its meal. Um, but you're right. Like there's soya. There's so many other alternatives. Like there's so many other yeah. kind of 
milks that we we don't need milk in our lives like you drink milk when you're a baby and then you should actually technically just stop yeah but we we want to continue and that's fine we have lots of options now so that is true i do subscribe to soya it's delicious (laughs) so we've kind of talked about your challenges when you first became a vegan and what foods that you've missed Mm -hmm. um and it's becoming such this huge accepted phenomenon do you think it's feasible to imagine a future where vegan is norm and Mm -hmm majority of of people planet, are vegan yeah, yeah. Are, are vegans um yes i do actually um because i think that the way that everything's moving and it's moving so quickly mm-hmm. i don't see it slowing down just because also obviously there's a lot of people out there that don't care about animal welfare but i think everyone cares about the planet yeah we can't not care about it yeah so it's like you know the planet goes we go so yeah that will soon become i think like a government issue where like all the people that are in charge of like the world will have to start addressing this and And i do think a lot of anti-vegan people are kind of focus about the animal welfare bit yeah. and they kind of miss the environmental yeah. issues yeah. so I think there does need to be a bit of an educational piece definitely I think, um I would probably say we don't all need to be 100% vegan yeah. but we do need to maybe reduce our our intake of animal products yeah I think that would be a good place to start but I would say to that, what's stopping you from being vegan? Oh, here we go. Here she is. Here <laughs> so she what, is. what I would say is that, yes, it's very easy to say we don't need to be, mm-hmm. um, but we can be. Yeah. And, you know, that is what we should focus on is that we can be. And maybe if we were, if, if we were, we'd see all these benefits. Yeah. Not only for our health, but like, you know, the environment and for animals and save many animals' lives and, you know, just stop the cruelty that's that's happening around the world. So what would happen to the animal population? Say we woke up tomorrow and, you know, they were like, right, we're going to need to stop all this animal Mm -hmm. farming and stuff. Yeah. What would happen to this population of animals? What would you... Well, that's not going to happen. So (laughs) (laughs) it's not... We're not going to wake up tomorrow and everyone's going to be like, we're all vegan now. So these animals, you know, whatever. Um, It will be a gradual situation. And I guess as the demand for animal products decreases, so will the animals. You know, people, farmers aren't stupid. They don't breed animals into existence. They can't sell. Mm. So they will stop breeding as many. And eventually, you know, very small amounts of them will be bred. And um, hopefully, you know, nearly nearly zero. So it will just be a gradual situation. Um, Yeah. So if you were to wake up and be the prime minister tomorrow... I would not I want that job. I would not moment. want that job. <laughs> um, would Impossible you, task. What kind of things would you enforce, or would you just let people come to their own conclusions? Um, I d- I don't know if I necessarily know the right things, but from what I read, um, I see that that um, you know, people in the government and stuff are becoming more aware of issues and are proposing different laws and things like that. And I guess, I guess. What some of the things that I find hypocritical are that we have these laws to protect, you know, domesticated animals, and I wish that was maybe the same for like all animals Mm -hmm. in the world. And instead of you know saying that some can live and some have to die, yeah, I think it should just be equal rights for all of them. Yeah. Um, But I do see that a lot of people are talking about a meat tax, which would basically mean that um, it's more expensive to buy these products that are harmful to the planet, to us, okay, and to animals. And I guess that would be a great way to start. The situation, ah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The government 
does love a tax so that yeah. does make sense to kind of tax yeah and they tax things that are harmful to us because essentially you know the nhs they are paying for us to get better and yeah. if a lot of the issues of what the reasons why we're getting sick are because of you know these products then they should be more expensive mm. similar to cigarettes oh yeah. apparently they are as harmful as cigarettes actually red meat yeah I, don't know if you knew that. It's, I have heard that yeah. it's not good for your um insides i'm not gonna describe exactly what inside <laughs> but i've heard that red meat is you. really really yeah. bad for you I and like- i i have tried to only have red meat once a week mm-hmm. um i don't want heart disease basically yeah and lots of other things that come yeah. with cancer. Oh, God. Yeah, loads oh of God. things. This might be the actual this is quite episode a dark, to change me. It's quite a dark episode, really. So I like it. This is what we want yeah, to do. Yeah, this is real talk. This is happening radio. everywhere in the world. Everyone's yeah. talking about it. And, um, you know, people might not even know this information. Exactly. And we so. we want to encourage people on both sides of the vegan discussion to, yeah. to join us and like and talk, talk about, about it. it more. Yeah, definitely talk about it, for sure. Yeah. Why do you think people have such a negative feelings and thoughts towards vegans? Is it because of how militant some vegans can be? I think it gets blamed on that. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's quite an easy little, like, way to, like, dig at vegans. Yeah. And be like, well, you know, there's the militant ones. Um, but I think the real reason is because people just like what they like and they don't want to be told what to do. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain things that I like that are harmful to the planet. And when I get told, oh, you know, this you're doing the wrong thing, and I, I think, oh, fuck off, you know. <laughs> just let me do what I've got to do. But yeah. actually, you know, they're right. And... I wouldn't argue with anyone that calls me out on something like that because I know that I'm not a perfect human being. Yeah. I guess the people that do argue are just a lot more stubborn and are just like, I don't want to know, you know? Mm. I don't want to know this information. I want to continue my life in ignorance is bliss and yeah, do the real. things that I love. And people love the taste of animals um, and their secretions and they don't oh, actually... Oh, my God. What? what? <laughs> their secretions, I was just like... Mm? <laughs> and they don't know that, that there's other things out there. It's a lot of, like, fear of the unknown known I think yeah. like they don't know that they can still enjoy their food I think a lot of people still think to this day like vegans what are they eating like what actually is that Just you know yeah stuff. exactly yeah. and um I think that's I think that's the main reason that people get so defensive around veganism and you know it's a movement and it's mm-hmm. happening and it's the same with any other movement that's happened in humanity people talk about it and it's always been resisted yeah and we don't get anywhere unless we actually power past that resistance and that's kind of what's happening so it's going to go through this phase where we're trying to people try to shut us up and stop yeah. talking about it but it's it's not gonna happen oh you heard it here first <laughs> it's not gonna happen so have you had or experienced any backlash on social media about veganism yeah of course all the time i get people sending me pictures of dead animals all the time that is so like every day yeah like people think being like look how yummy this is i'm gonna eat this or like stuff like that like honestly i get stuff like that sent to me all the time really weird like there's there's some strange people out there yeah there's some strange people um they think that actually when I put a, a picture up of my vegan food, that they're doing the same thing by sending me a picture of a dead animal. They're like, well, you've, you've annoyed me with your picture of your vegan food, so I'm going to annoy you with this picture of the dead animal. And obviously they're completely different acts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I obviously get people trying to silence me all the time and, um, you know, they don't want to hear it. But it's my, my platform, so I get to decide what I talk about, she what I post. Tired, it's true. You know, and that's that. And I can also decide who I block. 
oh. so that's, that's the beauty of it block <laughs> so satisfying isn't it it is it's very satisfying um, have you had or encountered any struggles with dating non-vegans so I was actually a vegetarian when I met my now boyfriend and he found that you know annoying <laughs> really? yeah at the time um and I, I had no problem with him really eating meat at the time. And then I went vegan through, like, through the kind of first year of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a conversation. But he's he's always been super supportive. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think if I was to, if we were to end that relationship and I was to date someone now, I wouldn't date someone that, that ate animal products. Oh, you only date a vegan yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it's interesting because it is a complete lifestyle change and choice, isn't yeah. it? So it, kind it does of affect... Helps. pretty much like your daily routine like every day um and I think also just like your morals and things like that um there are certain I think there's I have pretty much all my friends are vegan and a lot of them are single and they don't always just date vegans but they would want to date someone that might not necessarily if they aren't vegan know about everything and Mm -hmm. then if they would like to tell them everything and like you know impart that kind of knowledge and that information that if they were then to be like no I don't I still don't give a shit yeah I think they would probably break up but if you know you never know like I've had people that have met guys and that aren't vegan and then they've just gone vegan overnight because they're just like Actually, I totally agree with everything you're saying. And oh, so that, it's that's, about that's the education, a budding relationship, right yeah. there. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting, mm. super interesting. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray, and I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll presents the Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. I have thought about it several times about yeah. going vegan and yeah. I think I just need a little bit of help. So if I was to pick up your cookbook, Feed Me Vegan, <laughs> what recipe do I need to try first? Well, what's your favourite meal now? Don't be scared to tell me <laughs> if it's me. I don't care. Like, I just if... love so many things. Yeah. Okay, let's say oh, spaghetti and meatballs. Okay. That's absolutely not my favourite. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so like I've got recipes for that in my book. Really? and Yeah, and they taste the same. 
Like, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So basically, I just need to get the book and just try it. Yeah, everything. I think the thing with the book was to show people that actually there are so many alternatives out there now. Yeah. You don't need to eat meat or dairy products in your life, but if that is something that you want to eat... Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to be really healthy. This is something that people get really confused with. I'm not saying that meat alternatives are going to be really good for you Mm -hmm. or that, you know, vegan cheese is going to be really good for you, but neither is cheese and neither is meat. Yeah. Um, But if you want those kind of things in your life, you can get them and they will taste pretty much the same. Cheese is a little bit more tricky. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I've found a cheese where I'm like, nailed it. (laughs) Um, But actually, I think over time, I've kind of, I've become accustomed to it. And it's just all about like, your palate changes. Yeah. Um, and then the vegan meats, oh, they're spot on. Really? They're really spot on. I guess I like, I freak out when I eat them. Sometimes you're like, what is this? Why? I'm just because I don't actually think I ever really liked the taste of meat before. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm trying to like this because it's vegan and it's exciting, but I'm like, I don't actually know if I like this. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so but, it's not really about the meat substitutes necessarily. Yeah. It's just about finding out what you do like so if you yeah. never really liked meat yeah. then you don't have to always yeah. go for the or if you do like meat then you can find vegan versions of that that mm. will taste exactly the same and you will be like oh okay like this is just a much better option for my conscience and for mm. everything so have you seen any health benefits from your change in, into vegan diet i have actually like crazy amount of benefits like I previously like I've never been like overweight or anything like that Uh but I did I think I went through phases where I was like quite bloated yeah and like I said I used to eat cheese cheese was my life mac and cheese every day (laughs) every day my mum raised me a mac and cheese so I literally when I stopped eating dairy I think within two weeks the bloat from my face just like disappeared really it was crazy like my whole face looked different just like all that bloat and that kind of I think that weight that maybe I wasn't meant to have yeah. just like disappeared because mm-hmm. um, I wasn't eating less I was just eating better mm-hmm. um, and I still eat vegan cheese um, but not as much I wouldn't say it's an integral part of my diet and then my energy is just like seriously increased like That's I used I to go to the gym energy. yeah but like I could never really get into it like I would go for like a few months really just give it a go and then I just always feel so exhausted that mm. I was just I can't do this long term and since I've been vegan I've been working out solidly now for three years and I haven't like I haven't had longer than kind of like a month break yeah in that time oh I'm currently on like a seven month break <laughs> Lucy you're making me want to do this <laughs> there's uh, nothing holding you back no, like do you live in London myself. no I live in Manchester oh so Manchester's got a great vegan I know options. there's so many yeah there is quite a few that I've never been to yeah you should just and, try and go to one like once every two weeks or something and see if like you like it see yeah. if you like the food give it a go Gosh, I can't believe I'm actually considering this now <laughs> That's crazy. Right, so we've now got to the segment which we call the Mouth Off Punch Bowl. Okay. And it's a whole bunch of questions that we put in. And then we, here you go, we'll ask you to um, take out a question, read it, and then answer it. So it's all kinds of questions from people in the office, people who have sent in via social medias. um, Oh, really? Are there any juicy ones in there? I think so. Flo's smirking, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have dating apps killed romance? Mm. I've never used a dating app, but I would say that, yeah, I think they actually have a little bit. Just from what I hear, just because everything's so, like, forced now a little bit, you know? Like, the convers- you, can have, you can have all the conversations that you're supposed to have face-to-face, and you'll have had them. And by the time you get to the date, you're like, 
I don't even know what to talk about because I already know everything. Yeah, you've done it And all. I think that kind of kills it. But also I think that it kills actual relationships because so many, there's so many ways for people to get distracted or, you know, want to cheat on someone now. Mm. And it's so easy for them to do so. You yeah. know, I always see people on dating apps that have rela- own relationships. And, and it's I'm just like, having that access right there. In and they're hand, sitting there on mm. this dating app because they're like, I want to see if something better comes along or whatever it is. Damn. And I'm like... But, but you have know you what? ever been on on them? No, them? I've never used no, one. I've never, I've used, never them. used one. I've never gone on a dating app date. Um, but I I know people that have like met people through them. Um, and it's worked out. I don't actually know a successful <laughs> one yet. But okay. I have heard I've heard the rumors, like <laughs> the, the legends heard, out there. Yeah. yeah, I've heard about it. But um, yeah, I don't think I don't know. But that I, I get it. It's so hard. People are so busy. Like yeah. they, it's so hard for people to meet people. A lot of people will want to stay in now instead of go out for dinner, and they'll get delivery or like. There's so many things that make our life so much more lazy. That yeah. like I do get it. And if it if it if you find someone through it, like amazing. Just just be safe. Yes, that's all I care about. Be safe. Just be safe. Please right, delve okay, them back in. Okay. That noise is quite nice. <laughs> um. Who is the most inspirational person in your life and why? I mean, my family really inspire me. And I guess most people will probably look up to, like, their parents yeah. and be like, okay, they they really inspire me. And I think, because they're so close to me, like, my dad, his success really inspires me. And yeah. he's super hardworking and extremely determined. And that is, like, my inspiration every day when I'm trying to work or you know be successful and whatever and my mom inspires me because she's just so caring and loving and kind oh mommy watson yeah she's so sweet so i guess they i would i would feel bad to say someone else actually (laughs) (laughs) all right delve back in what is the best way to get over a breakup um well i don't want to plug myself right now but i did write a book about this so if anyone it's called the dating game I wrote it when I was a lot younger, just FYI. So if there's anything in there that seems a bit rogue, maybe my opinions have changed. I don't know. Well, so was um, this pre or post? Pre boyf. Oh, and was it? Post MIC. Yeah, post yeah. MIC. I was like two years in, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, you had some experiences <laughs> on there. I had some, yeah. you know, just a couple. Um, what is the best way to get over a breakup? I would say that I don't necessarily agree with you know, going and trying to date other people straight away because mm. I actually think a lot of the time it can push you back yeah. to the person that you were with, even if they completely screwed you over, you just love that person still. Yeah. You still love them. So yeah. you anyone is going to make you feel quite ill, actually, if you go on a date with them. Yeah. Um, so I would just, my advice is just like cry for a good few weeks if that's what you need. Yeah get yourself back together watch some real like girl power films and listen to some serious like Beyonce or like just girl power tunes yeah and just get yourself your confidence back Mm -hmm. and then start dating yeah and then start doing all that because I think that's the most likely way that you're not gonna then go back revert back to yeah because no one wants to do that unless it's like you know a unique situation if you've decided this is the end for a reason like you don't want to have to then go back and go through that all again that's tiring. That's really good. Really good advice there. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, oh, what is your current obsession? It's, actually, it's food, obviously. Yeah. Um, but my current obsession is the almond butter bites from Pret. Oh. Have you had them? No, not yet. 
Oh are they my good? god, they're amazing. Anyone I've told about them is also now obsessed. Okay. Um, they're just so good. Like they just melt in your mouth, and the combination of peanut butter and like or almond butter and chocolate is a real dream combination. I'm Unless you're allergic to nuts, which for which I apologize if you are. Um, yeah. but um, or for anyone listening, but those are like banging. <laughs> um, why are female friendships so important? I mean, now you don't have to agree with this. I do agree with it. Um, female friendships are important because they are you. Yeah. And they, you know, there's certain things like your period or like, you know, even relationships, breakups, all these kind of things that you can relate to on a level with mm-hmm. a girl that you can't relate to with a guy. But I would love that for that to change. Definitely. I would love for that to change. I would love for certain things that women talk about to be more acceptable to talk about with men um like your period you mm-hmm. know like i would love to be able to sit in a room and talk to a male friend about the fact that my period i'm in pain or whatever that is <laughs> and then not sit there and go Ugh, like i need to leave now why are you telling me about that yeah. you know um but ultimately i think you know girl power and um as many girlfriends or as as few girlfriends i think so long as you have a couple really good girlfriends in your life Solid that are like your crew. sisters yeah Especially if you don't have sisters, mm. um, I think it's amazing. They're the people that I look up to and that I respect and that I want to be around all the time. So I heard you went to an all-girls school. I did, yeah. What was that like? I left as soon as I could. <laughs> <laughs> I also went to an all-girls school. Did you? Yeah. But like, it's it's bitchy. It's a bitchy environment. It like is. super bitchy. You need that balance. But I think it makes you tough. Oh, yeah. It makes you tough. I yeah, I makes- feel like that, I mean, that was like the best preparation ever for like made in chelsea for instance oh my god like yeah. that i don't know if i would have been able to handle, you handled it, it as much as i did handle it if i hadn't gone to an all-girls school yeah um i think i'd actually be a completely different person if i didn't so that i did for, for that reason i don't regret it but i i still just don't think it's it's right no in some ways it is a bit weird yeah i'm i'm, I'm gonna have to agree though yeah next what is the bravest thing you've ever done and I also wanted to bring up another thing. Yeah. Was it giving back a Bentley? Oh, um, that wasn't that brave. That was really sad. <laughs> that was a sad day. Sad um, for two reasons. And because... by the way, it wasn't free. Okay. I don't want people to think it, it was like heavily reduced, but it wasn't free because mm-hmm. people think I was just like gifted it. Um, but I did give it back because obviously of the interior being leather, it did conflict with my morals at the yeah. time. and. I like had always wanted that car. I was like Kim Kardashian. And like, <laughs> just, oh my god, my Bentley! Yeah, um, no, I did always want that car, and I, I think I've just through this whole process of veganism become a lot less materi- materialistic in general. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that those kind of things don't really matter to me as as much anymore, anyway. But I wouldn't say it's the bravest thing I've ever done. I don't know what the bravest thing I've ever done is. Um, I think Made in Chelsea was pretty brave. Oh yeah, that could be up there. Yeah. That, I think leaving as well was quite brave. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I, not that, I mean, this is fast world problems, <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> I am so brave. <laughs> leaving, I'm going to um, Yeah, no, I, that was quite brave in terms of my like career because I didn't know how it was going to go. Yeah, but also, um, so like, you put yourself out there. It's brave to put yourself out there. I mean, there's media, all this talk right now about like mental health yeah. and, and reality TV shows and things like that. And I fully knew when I was going on that show that like my whole life was going to change and that, 
it wasn't going to be all positive like it was going to there was going to be a lot of negatives that came with that yeah um and yeah i guess it was brave and i was actually probably one of the most hated people in the uk for a good you know a good few months mm, yeah, so that maybe. was that was quite brave um best hangover cure is just sleep sleep and water i know people come up with these things like these certain recipes and you know hair of the dog and all that kind of stuff but i honestly just think just sleep it off mm-hmm. and drink water and actually eat what you want to eat that's what I would say. Be kind um, to yourself. Yeah. Um, where does your self-worth come from? Um, I think it's probably my mum. She's like my biggest fan mm-hmm. and she always has been. Like no matter what I do, I couldn't, I just couldn't step a foot wrong with her. And I think that, you know, like it's so nice to have someone that sees you as just like perfect. Yeah. Even though you know you're not, but like. Are you the youngest? I'm the oldest. Are you? Yeah, Interesting. And my mom, she just she just loves me. Like <laughs> I could I could take a picture and I'll be like, oh my god, this is just horrendous photo. Like what is this? Like, oh, you look beautiful. Like she will just, you know, she's just she'll she's, gas you up and be like, oh, it, Lucy, you look amazing. She's constantly massaging the ego, and it's so nice. But she also does check me. That's, if I'm out of play, like if I've done something wrong, she will check though. me, but yeah. then still support. So I think that's probably where it comes from. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Mummy Watson again. <laughs> she got another through. shout out. Another shout out to Mummy Watson. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Lucy, for joining us today. I've had a very good time speaking to you. <laughs> You've changed my mind. Sorry if it's been a little bit too deep. <laughs> no, no, this is what we're we're here to do. We okay, have you real asked the questions. Yeah, I, I, know, the I knew questions. what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, gals, be sure to head over to Nastigal and check out Lucy's edit for your summer holiday vibes. Lucy, please tell the lovely listeners where they can find you at. You can find me at Lucy Watson. That's my Instagram. Thank you again to Lucy Watson for joining us today. Gals, be sure to head over to nastygal.com and check out Lucy's edit for your summer holiday vibes. We'd love to continue the conversation and hear your thoughts, so head over to Instagram and Twitter and you can find us at nastygal. I've been your host, Paige Martin. This has been Mouth Off Radio. Be nice, eat your veggies and mouth off. everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAS10. That's S-O-L. D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off.